This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the podcast that's made by Newport County fans for Newport County fans. Uh, I'm Jamie Harris. I'm really, really glad to be back recording these. Uh, it's been a long old summer. Uh, it's good to see the faces on the Zoom screen. Really good to see the faces of Mr. Reese Warren. Reese, good evening. Hi, uh, you're right. Very well. Mr. Ed Bridges. Hello, hello. Uh, rocking, uh, I think it's a 2010 Newport County, uh, not amber, pure orange shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was the, the tangerine the, era. Yeah, tangerine era, acorn on the front. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's still just about uh, still together and not falling apart, much like the rest of us after a long summer without football. And last but definitely not least, up north in gloomy, rainy Leeds, it's Mr. Ian Street. Ian, good evening. Hi, Jamie. Hi, everyone. So uh, after 85 days without a competitive fixture, I, I worked this out myself. Our last game of the season was on the 7th of May. Um, on Saturday, League Football is officially back. League Two Football is back. And uh, we're going to just jump straight in. We've got, a, a want to say, an interesting, if not tricky, opening day of the season clash away at Sutton. Um, Ian, I'm going to come to you first because we were there back in April as we saw our faint promotion hopes fizzle away on a, on a quite a warm Easter Monday. Um, and we'll be there again this weekend, of course. Um, but result aside, what are we looking or are we hoping you know, to see different this time? You know, we, we played all right on the day, but we didn't really have much of a cutting edge. I think we're, the goals were drying up a little bit um, at that point of the season. Uh, yeah. What are, your, what are your hopes and fears for this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you said April. I mean, it only seems to me, it really does seem to me like it was about two weeks ago. It seems it, it does not seem very long since we were there. Um, I, the two things I'm hoping for is, um, firstly, as our last time we were there, as you said, our promotion hopes uh, slid away. But obviously, this time it's going to be the start of our promotion push, isn't it? We're going to we're going to kickstart the, the the ship is going to set sail. That's uh, that's, <laughs> the, that's the start point. Um, I'm hoping it's not quite as hot because it was absolutely scorched when we were there, and, it, and as a thoroughly challenged individual, that, that was a bit tricky. But I think, in all seriousness, I think that um, 
first games are always a bit weird at our level, aren't they? Because there's such a such a vast change of personnel. So I always I always spend the first game trying to work out who's who and what are we playing. And you know, there's a lot of new players for us to have a look at. I've not seen any of the preseason games. Um, so that's the first thing I'm looking forward to. Who have we got? What are they like? What do we think? That's the first thing I'm looking forward to. I think the second thing is is a bit more, uh, as my mate said on the day, we were shot shy at Sutton last year, weren't we? We didn't create. It was a bit of a dull nil-nil draw, to, to be fair. So the one thing I would obviously say I want to see is some goals. Um, it was so dull, you forgot the goal that Sutton scored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, dodgy pen. <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, so I, 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 yeah, some goals and some goals for us. But I, I think we'll, I think we'll win at Sutton. I, I really do. I think that Sutton are going to struggle this year. Actually, I think they're going to have potentially a little bit of second season syndrome. Um, you know, they've lost um, David Ajibo has gone off to Peterborough, so he can't terrorise us. As a, you know, they've lost a few other players. As you know, I don't really look at who's been brought in. Even for us, but barely, let alone other players from other clubs. But I, I don't think they're going to be that strong this year. Obviously, in the playoffs, I think they're going to be, you know, bottom half. I really do. Mm. So I, I think we've got a really good chance of getting a win at Sutton. And I wouldn't have said that apart from last season, where we won at Oldham for the first time away on the first day for about thirty years. So I think we're going to carry on that trend, and we're going to win. Um, well. Loving the positivity, Ian. Um, I'm loving the fact that the, the ship is set and sail from uh, Gander Green Lane uh, this season. Um, it's an odd place to start, but, you know, we've got to start and leave the, leave the harbour somewhere. You say you, you, you don't follow or you're just interested to see who's, uh, who's in the side and who's, who we've got for us. Um, Reese, I'm going to come to you because um, a lot of people um, have, have, have submitted questions um, to the pod uh, 1912XLs on Twitter, by the way, you can um, always ask us a question. Uh, Diesel on Twitter, I believe that's his real name. He was <laughs> he, had, he, had a, uh, he had a a question about uh, formation and talking point. Now, obviously, yeah, we've had quite a few preseason games, and we'll come on to like maybe the the last few games, particularly in the Forest Green game uh, last Saturday. Now, Diesel thought we'd be nailed on to go for a preferred sort of four four two sort of diamond kind of formation, but we've spent a lot of pre-season leaning towards more of a 5-3-2 or 3-5-2 um we've even seen uh, will evans at wing back at time reese what are your impressions around how, how roby wants to actually set out his store and how he wants his side to play i mean we've seen obviously he's had you know a little over half a season already trying to get that that team molded the way he likes it yeah it's quite interesting actually because we went we were a kind of 5-3-2 side under flynn and then when robbery came in he seemed almost married to that four box two that he liked to play the four two 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 um even when things weren't going well he kind of stuck with that um but yeah it's been interesting to see that now they seem to be switching more to that five three two again and i've heard some of the players talk about it i think it might have been the adam lewis interview where he talked about being a wing back um with three central defenders there but i think that's great for for uh like the wing backs we've got that we can see them going forward. Um, like Aaron Lewis, I think probably his best assets are when he's going forward and pushing on the front foot. So it could be interesting. Will Evans playing there is is a bit left field because quite literally, um, he's always been kind of a number 10 or I think he played as a striker as well when he was um, in the Welsh League. So it might be an interesting conversion um, for him to move there. But 
like Ian said, you know, we've had such a high turnover of playing personnel, same as every year. Um, it'll be interesting to see who uh, who the starting eleven is and um, kind of how the team comes together. I'm really interested to see how these strikers go. We've got, you know, four strikers of a type. Um, I think they're all pretty big, powerful um, strikers, which with wing backs putting balls in could really work for us. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Again, Sutton is a interesting first fixture. We'll see Luke Gambin again. Hopefully he doesn't score any screamers against us. He'll um, be out of character if he did, let's be honest. <laughs> apart from his one for Malta. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that one wonder goal, didn't he? Just on the point yeah, that Bruce on, was making on. about, um, yeah, because I think you're right. You know, Will Evans has already shown he can fill in in a lot of positions. I, I wonder whether it's been a deliberate tactic by Robry to try and make sure that we've got players with some versatility because I'll, I'll probably come on to talk about it a bit later on but I think last season it felt as though we had a lot of very tired spent players by the time we got to April um, and you know on a limited budget you can't make the squad loads bigger but what you can do is try and make sure you've got that bit of flexibility and so I think when you've got someone um, like Will Evans who can play a couple of positions um, I think we'll probably see um, uh, uh, Bowen, Sam Bowen play in a few different positions you know Robbie Wilmot has shown he can play at the kind of base of midfield or out on the wing we know about um, the likes of um, Matty Dolan and Scott Bennett they can play in a few different positions I think you start to get a sense that that there's um, some flexibility in that squad and that you know each player will probably have their best position but the fact that they can maybe cover in one or two other uh, positions as well means that we've got a bit more uh, in terms of options so I, I don't think it's any coincidence that we've seen Will Evans play in a few different positions and I think that's a, a good thing for the season ahead. Yeah you look at like you say you look at the squad there are so many players there who who can fill in wherever and um, well maybe we'll see the return of like total football you know I mean total football was played in orange before right slight, <laughs> we, we slight were totally something at the end of last season <laughs> Yeah. Um, what's also interesting, um, I saw, I think it was an interview with um, Robry today, um, and I completely forgot this was happening, but we can make like five subs now this season. So mm. the Forest Green game at the weekend in particular, obviously that's a friendly, but we made a lot of changes and uh, on 60. I think he sort of, Robry said that, you know, you know you're going to play 60 and then I'm going to take you off so like don't worry about holding anything back just give it your all and um and it's good to have like you know players coming on fresh the the depth of the squad like I mean obviously until we see them play it's hard to know how good the depth is but yeah on paper at least it's it's a bit unusual for us to you know have like a a full bench of um of of, of changes we can potentially make and 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 really sort of have an impact as well. I think last season was probably the first season in quite a long time that we were able to have some decent options to bring on. It sounds like he's going to make the, the most of those changes uh, or the ability to make those changes. So I wonder if that's going to sort of play into his, um, his thinking around sort of uh, formation and strategy. That's a really good point. I think certainly in some of the Flynn seasons, when things weren't going well, you'd look at the bench and you just think, we haven't got anything there that we can, we can change this with. And I think now we've probably got, you look at the depth, we've we've got a good number of senior pros and a good number of scholars behind them where you really think, wow, we've, we've got options all over there. Um, and obviously you're going to have injuries and suspensions throughout the season. But I think I'm pretty happy with the depth of the squad. I know he said that he wants to get one more in on loan, 
but also this season he's trying to limit the number of um, loan players and work with the players he's got and develop them, which is always a positive, isn't it? That we're not we're not bringing along other people's players and then getting nothing in return for them at the end of it. That's a really good point because um, we've got I think it's about twenty senior players on the books, and then I mean we've got like another it's another five youngsters who are in their like first pro contract, so they're technically senior players as well. So on paper we've got a squad of twenty five players, albeit some of them don't have that much first team and, and and football league experience. I mean where where are we like? Weirdly, because it, you look on paper and you think, well, we've we've probably got a decent sized um, squad in terms of the defensive options, and maybe the place where you might want to bring in another option is up front. But I actually think maybe the defense is where I would prioritize um, because if you look at the players we've brought in up top, you've got Bogle, you've got Zanzali, you've got Zimba, you've then got, um, we've already said, you know, you've maybe got a few players who can um, cover there as well, Evans, uh, Bowen. So I feel like striking options are okay. I think midfield options are pretty solid. The thing that has been in my mind in all the discussions we've had pre-season is that we all knew the challenge over the summer was to replace the quality we'd lost in midfield and up front. But as well as that, we were not stuck with a lot of players in defence who who were were poor, but you know we we shipped a lot of goals last season, and that defence is very much the part of the team that is most in transition. I think from a kind of Flynn setup to how Robry wants to play, um, and I know that we brought in uh, Drysdale, and I think Adam Lewis is going to be uh, a really important player for us this season. But I wonder whether we we might look to try and bring in um, another season long loan, you know, top flight sort of youngster who can come and supplement that back line and be a sort of athletic ball playing centre half who can give us a bit more competition. So I I wonder if that's what we might be seeing. But, you know, we're all guessing, aren't we? Let's be honest. I think he's been he, he said he's looking to bring in an attacking midfielder. I think that's that's, you know publicly what he said hasn't he there we go that shows what i know doesn't it you showed me up there i was gonna say i disagree a little with that there that um you think if you look at the versatility that we've got dolan and bennett as well who can fit in that athletic ball playing center back that you wanted ed is matty dolan yeah Um, yeah yeah (laughs) so i think maybe another midfielder is probably where you want to look if if you're counting dolan and bennett as possible center halves you know we've got easily six players who can play within that back three. So maybe you do want another attacking midfielder to uh, to sit behind the strikers. Yeah. If, if Will Diggs, your number one option there. Maybe you need another another to come in. Uh, I think particularly like, if, you, if you've got three three of those, if you're playing a 3-5-2, um, you've got your wing backs, you've got three sort of fairly central midfield options. So having a bit of depth there, obviously where... Yeah, you know, they're the they're the players that will be run most ragged throughout a match. So if you're making five subs, you might want to be making a change in midfield. But I mean, with the with the youngsters though, like yeah, you know, we've got yeah you know, Harrison Bright's in that in that side now. Uh, we mentioned Twamley already. Might we be seeing them maybe play a little bit more game time? You know, outside of the you know whatever it's called the Johnson's paint. Um, maybe they're getting some league cup action. Maybe they're getting some minutes in the league. Who knows? Is that an option? I mean, if if Robry is wanting to sort of rely less on loan players and develop those young players, he's got to give them game time, surely. I, I think you're right, but I think it needs to be more meaningful opportunities as well. You know, they'll no disrespect to the 
Spotify Trophy. Well, I suppose actually I'm calling it the Spotify Trophy. So it, it's pretty a large I disrespect. I, yeah. I, I disrespect it, yeah. But as well as that, you know, there's no point in giving them five minutes, ten minutes off the bench here and there. I think if you look at, you know, Cara Dogan's been spoken of in glowing terms. Joe Woody West probably needs to have a kind of breakthrough season because he's been on the fringes for a few years. You know, Lewis Twamley, I think, is going to get a chance to show what he can do well. I think if we're going to say that, and we've got, like you've already said, the, the the space on the bench to allow them to to be part of the match day squad, then actually you you need to occasionally give them chance to show that they can have an impact on games. And if Robry, a coach who is famous for helping young players develop, isn't the man to do it, then I'm not sure anyone will be. So I, I think you're absolutely right. They are going to get that chance, but I think it needs to be meaningful chances as well. What about the goalkeeper situation though? We've got Day, we've got Townsend. They've both been given a lot of game time. One of them has got to, you know, start the season as as the number one. And the consensus around, like many people actually across social media, is that Townsend should have the shirt. I'm going to ask all of you, who's your money on for the, who's in who's in net for the Sutton game? I am a I I've changed my mind on this because I was I was always team team day, but uh, I I was convinced by some other people who know more about it than I do that Townsend is the better keeper. So personally, I would put Townsend in. But I think he will go with Day. I think he will start. See, I think he will start the season with Joe Day, and see how that goes. And then I think it's really funny when you hear all the sort of who's and ours and grumblings about is it should it be Day or Townsend or whatever. And people forget that we're really blessed. Actually, we've got two keepers who were who were, who were decent. You know, um, you know, neither of them are perfect. They've both got they've both got attributes. They've both got weaknesses because they're League Two footballers, aren't they? But I think that. Probably most of the clubs w- would like to have a situation where they've got, you know, keep two keepers they can pretty much rely on, and then we've got oven gloves as a young one coming up on the coming up behind, don't we? So I, I'd play Townsend if I was if I was sat, you know, nibbling in Roby's ear, I'd play Townsend, but I think he'll play Day to start with. I agree with all of that. I'd, I'd go with Townsend. I think it'll be Day, but as Ian said, it'll be Day until he makes a mistake, and then you've got someone ready to come in and have their turn until they make a mistake. And I think that's that's all good. So um, it's fine margins. But yeah, I agree with Ian. Yeah, I think that might be a consensus from us as well. I think it will be day, but I personally like Townsend as a keeper. He must be so, I know I said it last season, but you must have thought he finally had his opportunity to be number one and then day came back last year. Um, so I feel for him a little bit, but you know, it's a new season and a chance to, for any, anyone to stake a claim to be, you know, the starting player now. Well, I'll just be a bit different and I'll say it'll be Townsend on Saturday. And then uh, you can all tell me I'm wrong. Oh, Ian, you can tell me I'm wrong in person as well. So, uh, yeah. Right. Well, before we move on, Ed sat down with Mike from the Sutton United Talk Time to find out what we can expect from Saturday's host. Let's have a listen. So, Mike, how's it going? Um, talk us through... Your pre-season, how are you shaping up for the big kickoff next Saturday? Hey, pretty good. Um, we uh, Obviously, we, we're not still not used to this whole League 2 thing. Um, and all of a sudden, in the last season, we lost eight of our players uh, through various different things. Um, and it was a little bit, oh my God, what's going on? Your favourite. Um, I'm sure you'll be pleased to know he, he, he went to Peterborough. Yeah, David Ashford. Yeah, was that a surprise? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a step up for him. No, if 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 we if we're being honest, we kind of we were surprised we hung on to him in January, mm-hmm. um, and then he 
when he moved it's it's one of the with Sutton I'm sure it's similar to yourselves it's always okay good luck um off, off you go um we're, we're pleased to be part of your story and you're always welcome back um but yeah Peterborough like, they've got a good history of of picking up players um so I'm sure I'm sure he'll do well we, we obviously wish him all the best um bit gutted but <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he, he tortured us in uh yeah certainly the home game last yeah. season so we'll be glad to not see him back but um well... one signing I did see you uh <laughs> making formerly of this parish was uh Luke Gambin who had yes. a very ineffective loan spell after I think it was one goal in 11 or something like that and then dropped into non-league and I, I don't think any of us necessarily thought he would make it back to this level but um you've brought him in over the summer how's yeah. he been doing he, he's been all right he's, he's coming um I'm, I'm not fully convinced he's going to be a starter mm. um but he's certainly something that um he's a good backup he what's quite funny is obviously compared to some of our other players you see him standing next to him and then you're like oh my god he's really small and then I looked it up and he's about three centimeters shorter than me and I'm like okay I'm not going anywhere near that pitch <laughs> but no he, he, he's done he's done all right he's a, he's a Sutton lad um so it, there is a little bit of a local connection mm-hmm. um and funny enough one of the guys on my forum just found his um video where he signed for the team in Malta and he did this whole Michael Jackson thing and I was like we need to up our game on now. Signing announcements. This is what we need to be doing. But yeah, no, he, he he's done all right in preseason. Um, well, you mentioned Dave, and you're pleased he's not there. We signed a chap from Luton um, on loan, uh, Josh Nerfield, mm-hmm. and oh my god, he is quick. Yeah. <laughs> he is rapid, and I've only seen glimpses. <coughs> excuse me, I've only seen glimpses of him, but. Where Dave obviously got you up halfway out of your seat and then every now and then he seemed to get a little bit confused what to do at the very end. And you're like, oh, it's gone again. This kid seems to know what to do. He's cutting back passes. He's he's, he's just been quite intelligent. So I'm like, this, this, this one could be really, really good. Um, he didn't start yesterday in our last friendly. Um, so that kind of might give an indication whether he's, he's not going to be starting. But he can apparently play left, right or actually up front as well. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he does look very good. And it's one of those things, I've, I think it may have been yourself that said it or, or, or maybe um, Craig from Mansfield, don't fall in love with a lone player. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like... definitely true. We know that better than anyone <laughs> after last season. Yeah, it's um, one of those, like, oh, my God, he's going to be he's going to be blinded. But like, I think, obviously, it was a bit worrying with some of the players leaving. But then when you get cold heart looking and you're like, right, let's, let's be honest about this. Um, as harsh as it sounds for our non-league hat, um, every player that's come in is slightly better mm-hmm. than the player that's gone out. I'm going to reserve judgment on the goalkeeper situation because we've unfortunately lost Dean. There was an agreement, um, uh, just a, a verbal, and then Reading jumped in for him for a, a, with a three-year contract at a championship club. So, again, gutted, but if you're 31, 32 years of age and someone offers you a three-year deal, you, you, you're going to take it. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be pushing for a starting spot there as well. So, again, you can't you can't argue with that because we would have only been offering one year maximum. And you brought in Jack Rose? Jack Rose from Walsall. I don't know much about him. Well, I didn't know much about him either. He, he was on our radar, apparently. Um, and Walsall fans, quite a few of them... They, They've said really surprised he didn't get much more of a chance because he's come in, hasn't done anything wrong, and then was dropped back to the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like they're wishing him well, and they're saying not sure why he didn't get a chance here, but 
Well, Mike, Mike Flynn of, at Walsall, formerly of, as well of Newport, has quite strong feelings on goalkeepers and tends to stick with his man. So uh, that that kind of figures, I suppose. He may well be, but he's a good age and he, he's, he's mm-hmm. not done anything too horrendous so far. I mean, there was yesterday, he palmed a cross out right onto a Bromley player's face and it then went straight into the net. And it's like, OK, that that's, wasn't the best, but that could happen to anyone. Uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm Quietly optimistic. Um, not we've probably not improved the first team so much, um, but certainly our backup, um, which was really made, made us struggle later in the season. Um, certainly, we've we've definitely improved those coming off the bench or squad players. Because it it felt as though your season was a little bit like ours last year. I mean, you started a lot brighter, and the momentum of promotion kind of carried you along, um, and you were in the playoff. Uh, hunt for a lot longer I think than many of us expected you to be and you know as we were kind of getting to the turn of the year I think some of us me included were looking around saying well Sutton will kind of drop away and then Newport will cement our spot in the playoffs or even the automatics Um, but then Sutton and Newport both kind of faded away at the end of the season but it must still have been a a very satisfying first year in the league for you. Oh, absolutely. Our, our, our target, and I know it became a bit of a joke um, throughout the season, was our target was always 50 points, 50 points will we'll survive. And we were racing towards that and we were on like 48 points. And and, and Gab Sutton, the, the knowledgeable League Two guy, was like, come on, you've got to be talking about more than 50 points. Yeah, we will do after we get it. <laughs> but it, it it was just absolutely amazing. Um, I believe someone said that we're the first team to get that many points and not make the playoffs. Mm. Um you start then going through all the season and there was little bits where you're like, oh, that one. Um, but you drive yourself crazy doing that. And end of the well, day, presumably, presumably one of them must have been when you were 2-0 up at Newport. At yeah, half-time. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we were winning against Oldham and, um, and we just panicked. It was our first home game. And we kind of winning against Oldham. So um, we, we let that let that slip um do you think that have... the um the run to the final of the spot fan trophy was a distraction or do you think it it wasn't really it was just a uh an extra bonus is it, there's a yes and no argument on that is it definitely took a little bit out of some of the players but as as matt said to me wouldn't swap it there's, there's not a chance we'd swap that um because obviously even if we got into the playoffs there's, there's still other games to go uh, but yeah, the, the season was fantastic. If, if you'd said to us at the start of the season that all we had to do is win our last home game, uh, our last game of the season, which is a way to Harrogate, you had nothing to play for, and have either of the first or second place teams win, and they're both going for the championship, we'd be like, yeah, we're in the playoffs here. That's that's no doubt. And so we did our bit, and neither of them won. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those. We did we did run out of legs um, at some point in the season. We just had a a horrific injury list and we were rushing players back which then meant that they weren't quite ready um so our, our squad was thin I think it was against Swindon we had um a 40 year old and 18 year old and um possibly even two reserve goalkeepers on the bench and no other subs so it was like yeah we, we're down to when people talk about bare bones this is bare bones here and I guess that's why you know when you're when you're talking about yeah you've lost some good first team players but actually this the squad as a whole is stronger I guess that really matters, you know, when you when you think you've got to play 46 games plus, you know, three cup competitions, actually it's the, the strength in depth that, that really counts. Absolutely. We've had, we've got young Killian from our academy last year 
and we're having a good look at him in pre-season and Matt's making a decision whether he's striker number five or he's going to go on loan and we'll get someone else in. Um, we've just brought a, a right back from the academy and again, I think he's probably going to go on loan. And then we've signed a couple free hit players where um, we've got a guy from Loughborough who has looked quite bright and, and, and sharp and I think he scored something like 47 goals in a season. He obviously knows where the goal is. And not sure, again, he may well be going out on loan just to get a bit of experience um, but generally, yeah, I think we're in quite good shape, which it's going to mean we're going to struggle all season, I reckon. <laughs> but, so go on then. I mean, you know, the league is is pretty wide open. In fact, we were saying in our group not so long ago, normally you start the season and you can be like, well, there's one team who are going to run away with things and there'll be one team that's a basket case. But even that sort of certainty in the fourth division isn't there this season. It feels <laughs> like there's a lot of teams who are all going to be there or thereabouts and and it's very difficult to pick a uh pick a side who's going to compete uh, at the top in the way that Forest Green did last year and just kind of run off into the distance. I think Stockport are going to be strong um and Gillingham um may well be strong. Um we we may get found out a little bit in that um as I say our first team hasn't really changed that much but we most of ours was based on hard work, so it's 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 it's, it's not going to change. Um, but teams may well find us out a little bit more this season. So again, we're, we're a very strange bunch. All of us are very excited. Wembley trip almost at the playoffs, but actually every single person is like, yeah, as long as we as long as we're in top twenty, we don't care. Um, <laughs> we're absolutely fine with with it. Um, I, I think we will probably be top half, but not not quite playoffs again um, and have another year of just getting used to it all. Yeah. 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 And ahead of that first game then uh, against Newport on Saturday, it feels to me as though because we did a lot of our business quite early, we probably got a fairly good idea of what the starting 11 will be and how we'll line up. But how is it for you? Do you think you've, um, you've got a good sense of what that, uh, starting lineup will be, or do you think it's going to take a few weeks for it to kind of gradually slot into place? I think the, the starting few games we, we we probably could name, um, but then a lot's going to happen in in, in training, and um, we'll see. Matt might just throw us a curveball and, and and chuck someone else in at the deep end. I say this, Josh looks really raring to go, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, we had a. We had Louis John go off on Saturday with a bit of a, a tweak, but Matt's very protective of his players. He said it's pre-season. I'm not taking any risks with anyone. They're, they're just coming off if there's anything at all. Um, so he should he should be okay. Um, we've done a lot of off the pitch work this year. Um, we've got a very very good training facility now, where which we didn't have last year um, because obviously we had the whole pitch situation where we used to be training on the pitch, but then we couldn't because obviously we had to have the grass pitch. Uh, so we didn't really have a dedicated home and we do now and it's um, QPR were using it last season so it's a championship facility and it's, apparently it's, it's lovely um, hoping one day to get a visit um, it's, it's up near Heathrow so it's quite far away but um, but yeah there's a lot of gone on off the pitch so there's lots of changes going on at Sutton so um, I think a lot of us would be just happy with a season of stability yeah. get it out, out of the way and see see where we go on next year so, to wrap things up a little bit then, I want a prediction from you of where Sutton are going to finish this season, where you think Newport are going to finish this season, and what's going to happen on Saturday. And if you get all three, <laughs> then we'll buy your beer. 
um saturday is going to be quite cagey i think uh, the most games at the start of the season normally are um i don't know how your pre-season has gone we, we've had mostly lower league teams the big sort of headline was charlton and, and i'm sorry they they were awful so um, it's like okay and so we had four wins a draw and a loss um but minutes is is what yeah, everyone talks right. about so yeah i think saturday is going to be quite cagey um I reckon there'll be one goal in it. I reckon it will drop to us. Sorry. Um, we've always got back the team. I would say the two of us are going to be there or thereabouts for most of the season in, in the sort of the playoff sort of the top 10. And I think we'll end up around there uh, between yeah. the two of us, 10, 10, 11, 12, I reckon probably yeah. is where we'll be. And who's us, us ten, you twelve. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and who's who's the one to watch on Saturday? Who should we be worrying about now that you haven't got David Ajaboy there anymore? Will Randall has been absolutely brilliant in preseason. Um, I don't know whether with the fact that Dave's not there on the other wing that he's kind of realised, oh hang on a minute, I'm the man now. Um he's a different player to Dave. He will run at you, but he doesn't have necessarily the pace to get past you but he does definitely have the feet to get past you so I think Will Randall is going to be a big threat for us um Omar and Donovan are they're a little bit behind the others they had a slight slight tweak in in pre-season so they're a little bit behind the others so you you might not you might get away with um, Omar not being quite on fire um but yeah I reckon um, Will Randall and then if we bring Josh off the bench I, I, I reckon you'll be sitting there going oh god no because um, he does like to run at people the one that intrigues me who you mentioned earlier is the the lad you got in from Loughborough T- Topi Fadahunzi yeah um, I, I, I'm not entirely sure where I'm playing but probably on a triple yeah. word score yeah no he 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 was so happy um <laughs> if you go if you go back through my Twitter, I did sort of chop a video. I don't normally do that to the, to the official account, but there was a video of him just basically saying how pleased he was to get his first promo- his first um, contract and with his hometown club because he's, he's from Sutton as well. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, yeah, we're going to love this boy. I don't care what yeah. he does. We're just going to absolutely love it. And yeah, he's very direct, very skillful um, and clearly knows where the goal is. So yeah, if he gets his chance, you, you never know. That, that, that bodes ill fear. for us on Saturday. Yeah, well, they're going to play without fear because they're just grabbing their their chance. They're not going to sit there going, oh, I don't know what to do. They're just going to go, oh, do you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? So yeah, he, he, but he we possibly his his he might go on loan. He's he's hoping not, <laughs> but possibly he might go out on loan. Well, we will see. But as always, Mike, thank you very much. And we will catch up later in the season. No problem. Take care. Thank you. All right. That was um, that was Ed talking to Sutton United Talk Time, the away end. Um, now, I think Ian and, and myself will be, I think we'll be behind the, the goal in that end. They, so, they've yeah, tarted we'll... it up since last season. <laughs> so um, Mike was uh, intrigued to know what we made of it. I think a lot of Sutton fans are quite envious now of how nice the facilities are for away fans compared to the home bits. So I think it may well be that um, if we play them again next season, they may have reclaimed what is now the away end for the home fans and you might be stuck in a shed somewhere. It was pretty, it was a pretty grim um, away end last year. You you could see what that, you could see that there was work afoot, but it wasn't, um, 
you know, it was a very much a non-league ground that's come up the leagues quite quickly without any money being spent on it. So, yeah, if there's if it's a nice shiny new way in, looking forward to that. <laughs> right. Opening up the discussion a little bit further, um, we've obviously got more than just Sutton away coming up. Uh, we've got quite a few league games uh, back to back and we've got a cup match as well. So um, first home game is the return of Michael Flynn um, to Rodney Parade um, before we have a trip to Kenilworth Road to, to play Luton in, in the... Uh, in the Carabao in the Milk Cup, and then Valley Parade for a tricky away match against Bradford. That's quite a tough opening set of games. And in, we've mentioned it already, that the whole of August is pretty tricky. I'm not really sure what to make of, um, of Walsall, actually. Um, Reese, do you have any like any view of, of you know, the kind of team that Flynn is going to bring down or, or you know, how they're going to they're want to set out and play? Um, I, I did actually see that they... They had a, a, a freak uh, training ground pre-season injury to contend with. I can't remember who it was, but I saw that and I thought... Is it another bollock injury? There's got to be something, hasn't it? Like, <laughs> What's Flynn doing to them in pre-season? <laughs> After David Long King having his, his testicle incident. Yeah, and Courtney Senior last year and like, yeah... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, what do we think? They, they, they can't blame it on Andy Athletics pitch if it's uh, if it's <laughs> Walsall now. You know, it, it must be it, there must be something with Flinny's training methods. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't really looked too much at the Walsall squad, but I think a typical Michael Flynn team is you've, you're going to have to contend physically. First of all, they're going to want to battle, um, so you have to match that intensity. But I hope that he's kind of carrying on in the frame that he was later in his county career where they played a little bit more football um, rather than just being direct. I hope they're not too good, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah I think <laughs> the main thing is that there's um, we're going to have to win that physical battle. Well, I mean, last season, obviously, we had our fizzy midfielders and the ever. I mean, I thought they they could you know uh, stick their foot in and, and get involved in stuff in those kind of more physical League Two games, and they did show that it, to some degree as well. Um, it feels like I don't know. It feels like we've got quite a bit more steel in the middle of the park. Um, obviously, compared to last season, uh, maybe that'll put us in good stead for for those kind of games where yeah we're not able to play the kind of uh, football that, that that maybe Robbie wants us to play. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of optimistic about all of that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on Warsaw or uh, or even? Uh... I'd agree with I'd agree with Reese. I think we'll have to match them physically. It's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's, I think it's absolutely spot on. But um, I think, as we said on the on the previous podcast, I think I think Flynn's under he's going to be under pressure like massively, and I think obviously he's going to be really up for the for this for this game. I don't know who they've got. First, I don't know who they're playing first, but you know, mention if they, you know, if they don't pick up anything in the first game, they're going to come down. You know, they get their pressure's going to be on them. I'm telling you, and I, I think we can, I think we can turn them over. I think they've made, you know, they've made an absolute plethora of changes, haven't they? Lots, lots, lots of comes and goings. Their, their opening fixture is against Hartlepool's on Saturday at home, so um, you know that's a that's a kind of expected three points. So yeah, if you're right, yeah. if they if they come unstuck there, because yeah. they've they've had a bit of money come in now, mm-hmm. and I think weirdly that's a bad thing for Flinney because when he first went in there, there was a sense of you know he'll steady the ship, evolution not revolution, gradually kind of deliver improvements year on year, and that's fine unless someone comes in and throws a load of money at it, in which case expectation rises and that perhaps isn't quite what he is there to do so I, I think 
I, you know, I'm not saying they'll struggle this season. I don't think they they will. I think they'll be they're kind of mid table. But I think he will. I think you're right. In he's going to come under pressure because he won't be performing to the level that fan their fans will now think they ought to be competing. And I think that's that's a difficult position for him to find himself in. I'm glad we're playing him early. I think it's great for us. I think, you know, I, I, we'll come on to predictions probably later. Can't wait for that. Um, but, you, you know, our, our squad's pretty bedded in. We got them in early, you know. We, we, I think we're ready. We're good to go. So let's play them early and let's, you know, let's put them under the pump. Cracking open a home game as well, though, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a great way to start Absolutely. start that, that Rodney parade. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, looting away. Like, I mean, it's a cup game against a championship side, so yeah, we'll we'll take take what we can from that, and then obviously Bradford away as well. Uh, I mean, speaking of away games, um, Nicola, the the photographer, um, who's always always great value, um, even if she can just only get snaps of uh, of Ian uh in his in his pomp uh, uh she's asked us actually about away day trips now um obviously we've got we've got six new aways you know that we didn't have last season where you know we've got grimsby stockport doncaster crew uh gillingham and, and wimbledon ian have you done any of those ones before yeah i've done i've done most of them before the one i the one i wanted to go to which we touched on last time was wimbledon but it's boxing day so i'm going to struggle mm-hmm. with that. The one I haven't been to, which I'm really looking forward to, actually, is um, is Grimsby away. So I've, I've, for reasons I don't quite understand, I've not been I've not been to Cleethorpes to see see Grimsby. I've got a, a lad I work with in the office who's a big Grimsby fan. He's going to come on the pod, so he, I'm looking forward to that. I was reading today they've sold five and a half thousand season tickets already. So you're you joking? Know, wow! No, so wow. big support, you know. So it, it you know, they they've got the you know the, the new owner. There was chance there was chance of the lad in the office. He said. We've we've completely different in the last sort of fourteen months since the new you know, there's a local guy businessman has t- taken over in the Jason Stockdale I think his name is so he writes articles in the Guardian quite often and he's a really interesting guy and he you know he said the whole atmosphere around the club and around the town is just completely different it's really positive um, and yeah five and a half thousand season tickets so you can't argue with that can you that's so, amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward to that to that game. I, I've been to the others. Uh, I can't do Wimbledon, which I really want mm. to go to the new ground. I mean, of the ones of the ones you've been to, um, which, which one's your favourite? Which ones that have like? Well, we've got Stockport, Doncaster, Crew, Gillingham. I think Stockport will be the best game from that from that from that one. It's been a long time since we've been uh, been a while since we've been to Edgy Park. I think there's, they've been they've had some grand improvements there since certainly since I would have been there. Um, saw them on the telly last year against like Bolton in the cup, and it looked you know. Look great, didn't it? So that that'll be the one out of those ones to go to. Definitely, it's a it's a good ground. They're a good club, um, you know. And, and also, in a season where we really haven't got many clubs within easy striking distance, Stockport is a direct train ride. So you know, and it's near to the station. So yeah, that's a that's a banker for me as, as a an away game this season. Definitely, I do f- I, I do feel slightly blessed this year. Bizarrely, it, it, it does appear that we we do we do appear to have morphed into League Two North, don't we? So, somehow. Um, so providing you know the games fit in around you know life and work and all those things then then you know it, it should be okay i should get to a few I should get to a few, a few games this season so um yeah i do feel for the newport fans are without you know who are home based because it is there's a lot of miles on the road like you know it, it really is there's a lot of traveling mm-hmm. in there so um which also i think you know just touching on the formation that we talked about earlier and i think he's played around a couple of times with some of those away games, I can see us, you know, putting in that, 
you know, that solidity into the middle and playing, you know, I might play a more looser um, three in the middle, but I think that we've got the options to play. You know, you could have Bennett in there, you know, with Bowen. That's pretty solid there. You've got, you know, so there's, you know, I think we've got options there. And I think we will probably play slightly differently. I think we've got options to play different styles, different formations, depending mm. on how we're going, where we're going, you know, all that sort of side of things. Yeah, that's so, a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, you forget like just the the toll of what, one of those like long coach journeys up to you know like a Barrow or, or Hartlepool or somewhere. It's, it does take its toll, and, and um, I think most of the players are probably just glad we're not you know traipsing up there for a Friday night kickoff. So, and I think a lot of the fans are as well. And yeah, uh, Ed, totally right. Convenience uh, in terms of location over um, of quality of stadium, I think, is the key for most of us. To be honest, so um, okay, well. Let's look a little bit further ahead. Yeah, you know, we talked about um, you know predictions and stuff like that. But I had a quick look at the, um, the odds for promotion, and at the moment we've got Stockport as favourites to go up. So you know, um, and Newport placed a, a five to one to go up. So around I think it's like twelfth, thirteenth favourites or something like that. Let's get stuck into predictions. Then is that about right? Is mid table about right for us? So I think us being predicted around thirteenth is probably a reflection of the end of last season. But like we said in our season review, you know, you could have thrown a blanket over those teams for 40 of the 46 games around the top. So I think I think we'll be in the playoff mix again. Um, I hope there's something to play for at the tail end of the season once again. You know, disappointing as it was that our form fell off at the end of last year. and We didn't quite make the playoffs. It was nice to have something all the way up until around April time to hope for. Um, what you don't want is... February to be just in the middle somewhere, not going to get relegated, nowhere near promotion. Don't want to be stuck in the morass in the middle, do you? So I think I saw Martin put in 442 that we, uh, in his review, that uh, around fifth. So I reckon, you know, the, the bottom end of those playoff places, I think we we want to be targeting. Yeah, we've got to aim high. We've all got the positivity pants on and the ships sailing away. So yeah, Ed, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> For me, last season, even with the three incredibly talented fizzy midfielders and with Dom Telford scoring goals for fun, we still only managed to finish 11th. And I don't think on paper we're as good as we were last season. And so because of that, I'm saying 14th. I think it'll be another tight season because... Last year, there was Forrest Green who kind of ran away with it at the top and Scunthorpe with a basket case at the bottom. I don't think you've got um, that that thing this season of, of one clear favourite and you know some teams who are in massive trouble. I think it'll be an even tighter division than it was last year, but I can see us coming up a little bit short because I think we are really still a team in transition. I think it's going to take Robery another window or maybe two to really get this team playing how he wants. And, and just a word on the other teams, you know, because you mentioned the the betting. I'm not quite sure. I think Stockport will be the the firm favourites that the bookies think they are. I think they'll probably end up doing a Sutton. You know, momentum will carry them a fairly long way, but they'll perhaps tail off. I fancy Swindon potentially to do well. Um, I think Bradford under Mark Hughes will be uh, very very good this season. And I, I hate to say it, but I think Moneybags Salford will finally buy the promotion that they've been after. Down the bottom, I think it's it's a lot harder to predict. Barrow, I think, will will probably struggle. I said I think Walsall will underperform. The other team who I think will underperform this year will be uh, Crawley because they've got all these um, you know NFT crypto bros in charge of them talking a big game. 
game, but I just I'm not. They got Tom. Convinced. They got Telford up top. Well, yeah, and again, <laughs> you know, was last season a flash in the pan, or was last season the start of something big? It, you know, could go either way. So I, I'm not saying I think they'll be in relegation strife because I don't think they will. But um, I think them and Walsall will be the teams who maybe yeah looking to kind of change manager or whatever earlier perhaps than uh, a lot of the others. Yeah. I mean, this is what I love about this league. Like, it can just change completely from one season to the next. Uh, Ian, come on. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I don't know what Ed's been drinking. I know he's, uh, he's, he's home alone at the minute, surrounded by beer cans. So, so, so clearly there's something, <laughs> something's afoot. Um, Martin, who, who, as we all know, is, you know, knows his football, doesn't he? So he, he said we were going to finish third, right? It, four four twos put us down as fifth. But Martin's position, I think, was to have us third right now. I totally agree with him. Who am I to disagree with Martin? I totally agree with Martin. I, I was so annoyed when he put that out on Twitter because I was like, Martin, you're stealing all my fun there. I've got us in the top three, right? Here's, 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 my, here's my playoffs, right? We've got Stockport, Mansfield, Newport, top three, right? Bradford, Northampton, Swing, Swindon. And one of the teams who went down, so I'm going to say Donny, right? That, 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 that's my top, that's my, that's my playoffs and my promotion, people. Barrow and Rock. Barrow and Rochdale to go. I think Rochdale are going to are going to go. I think they're going to do an all and follow them out. So I think they're going to work out how many points we need and where we're going to get them all yet. I haven't quite yet, but you know, we, we I, you know, let's save something for future pods. I think. But what I will, I'll say, I'll tell you why I think we're going to we're going to finish. I think we're definitely going to finish higher than we were last year. So like Ed's saying, we're eleventh. It will be higher than that. So sailing into the top ten. So comfortable playoff place but I think we can push for automatics and this is why so we've got all our business done early right no trialists I think we we brought in quality rather than quantity most of the players coming in we've brought them in from higher divisions we're still expecting another Premier League loanee in the creative department I think we've got a progressive manager we played some of the best football we've seen in years so we can carry on doing that I think we look stronger all round as a squad Remember last year, some of those lone players came in late. Nobody expected CBR and Telford to storm the league in the way they did. I think our strong squad, as we've already mentioned, is going to be really how he plays the five sub rules going to be key. So the bench is going to be increasingly important. And I think our bench looks much stronger this year than it did last year. I think when you look up front, everyone's going, oh, how do you replace the goals, et cetera, et cetera. But if you think we started last year with... Well, Telford didn't start first. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't in the. He wasn't in the side at the start, right? So, but we had Telford, CBR, Fisher, Collins, my namesake, Abraham, Greenwich, and uh, and Ellison, right? That one. That if you put that lineup, that wasn't going to set anyone on fire, was it? You know what I mean? And yet we were hunting all the way. And this year, I think we look. You know, I can't stand it being played on paper. But we've got Evans, Sanzala, Zimba, Bogle, Collins. We've attacking from from Wildig. With a new Premier League um, youngsters coming and attacking, think to set stuff up. We've got this this lad from Liverpool who's going to bomb down our wings, right, and get get the balls in the box. We're going to create a lot of chances and we're going to score a lot of goals. We've got pretty boy Declan down the down the back, haven't we? He's going to he's going to stop them, right? We, we we're looking all right. We've got a good mix of age and experience, right? The balance looks good. We brought in we brought in some natural left footers. We've got a really good balance down, down both sides now. I think you're right. The only thing I agree with you on, Ed, is that it is going to be really tight. And I think that plays into our hands. I think yeah, because you're going yeah, to get, yeah. I think there's 10 or 12 teams, the top of that division, are going to take points off each other all season long. So it's going to be really tight. And the 
good management is going to win out, right? We, we've got the best managing division, so we're going to we're going to finish third. Yeah, what, what you can't see, listeners, behind um, Ian is just a giant chalkboard with all of his workings out. Uh, it's like <laughs> formulas, and yeah, he's got a couple of test tubes there on the table as well. No, <laughs> oh, I mean, we're going to snip this and uh, and uh, play it for you in May next year. <laughs> so, oh, I, I, hang on, Jamie, because we've all put our nuts on the line and made a prediction. I don't hear you <laughs> saying anything, so come on. Yeah, I mean, I've totally been convinced by um, Ian's uh, scientific workings out, but... Um, He's like a first like... world war general, you know, we're all going to jump out and go over the trenches for him here. He's, he's, he's put a bit of fire in our belly. Yeah. I've, I've actually just been convinced right now um, from yeah being around 10th, 11th, 12th, I think playoffs, I feel playoffs. I feel like, yeah, we've, we've feels like we've got the depth at least on paper anyway, but yeah, ask me again at full time on Saturday and I'll probably change my mind, but yeah. And let's not panic. That's the, that's the, it is a tough start in August, isn't it? That's the, they would say, don't, don't look at the table till you played 10 games, don't they? You know, we, all of the, even though we have got players in early and all that, for all of these squads, you know, Walsall, Bradford, whoever it is, you know, there's going to be, it's going to take time for every manager to find their best, their best 11, their best formation, you know, the partnerships that work, you know, we've given ourselves a really good shout by getting the players in early, but it's still, you know, they haven't been blooded in the League Two game yet, have they? So you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some changes and chopping mm. around. And try and find your best your best mix and i'm really looking forward to seeing um scouse lewis as i think you should now be called yeah. yeah yeah um as opposed to welsh lewis i think i think scouse lewis excites me um down the left hand side i'm really looking forward to seeing him um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with him but i'm, I'm also i think wildig is gonna have a good really good season for us yeah, i'm interested I, to see i said before i'm interested to see how all these strikers go they all offer mm. a little bit something different i'd love to see uh bogle have another 20 goal season like he had a few years ago you know that'd be superb Telford goals instantly replaced I just want the um I just want the goals to be spread out a bit I'd love to see some like just some some of our midfielders getting in sort of maybe like double figures or something I think I really I mean I love the fact that Telford was scoring 25 but I really didn't like the fact that he was the only one getting the goals so it's really good to have a bit of um bit of a you know variety in our in our goal scoring I think Azaz could have reached double figures, but his shooting didn't come along until the later half of the season. I think he had a lot of good chances in a lot of games that he didn't take. He got in some fantastic positions. So I think, you know, the way we played, we and if we play the same way this season, there'll be those opportunities for the midfielders to score. It's just whether they're clinical enough. Yeah, and I think that's where Wilder comes in because he's got a decent record, hasn't he? And he's, he's... Quite experienced as an attacking midfielder, I think he, I think he will offer something creative midfielder. But I also think that Roby was well aware of the limitations of having being reliant on Telford, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons why, when you look at the you look at the strikers we brought in, I think they look better than who we brought in last year. And I think there are, you can look at the squad and see how there's more creativity that can come and more people who can create chances. We haven't talked about, you know, the human dynamo wasp character that is, there's now, there's weight who's not trying to seems to be modeling his new haircut on Travis Bickle. You, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's Will Evans we've talked about who's, who's creative, you know. So I think we've got, I think we've got more options, you know. I think that now whether we can slot all those into a side and get them and get them playing away, so that's another issue altogether. But I think Roby has looked at the Telford situation and gone, do you know what? We we need we need more options 
And I think he's, he's, he's brought in to try and solve that problem. Right. We're going to move on um, because there's only, there's only so much guesswork we can make here, even with, even with Ian's uh, calculations. We have some trust elections as well. We, um, we, we can't really forget that. But obviously there were fewer nominations than, than vacancies. So, so, you know, our four directors were, were elected unopposed. We've got Mike Everett, we've got Gavin Foxall, we've got Sean Johnson and, and Paul Marks. Obviously, it's, it's hard to have too much of an opinion on that when, when you know, we, we, we don't have the extra, extra sort of nominations. But, um, yeah, we're just going to hope that, you know, they carry on doing the good job that they've been doing so far. You know, we've- Yeah, I mean, I think you've, you've said it all, really. Um, the, the, the four put themselves forward. No one, no one else did, so they're elected unopposed. It does leave some gaps on the trust board i hope and i'm sure they will seek to co-opt some people on there to kind of add to the numbers um and you know it was a point that got discussed at the agm i think you know they acknowledged that that um they probably need to kind of boost their diversity and stuff if they can which you know as we know from doing this pod is easier said than than done but um i think there's a willingness to try and do that um and to kind of keep the trust momentum going i mean i think it's no reflection on the, the the current board that there weren't more nominations. I think it's a, a shame, though, as a trust member. You know, I think it would have been good to have had a kind of battle of ideas um, amongst people wanting to be part of the trust board and to talk about you know the different ways that the club could seek to be run. So, um, you know, it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity in that sense. But hopefully, there will be more people for next time. I wonder if it's worth maybe just the board or the trust or whoever just coming out and sort of maybe just just detailing exactly you know what's involved with being on this board because it probably seems quite overwhelming i don't know the full ins and outs myself so you know you you always think oh, i was going to take too much of my my time you know i don't have the time you know we're all very busy people we're all working we all have families but maybe there's just like something we can do to just sort of say hey it's not that scary um you can really make an impact and a difference and yeah, and we're not going to take up all of your your time and your resources. Well, as um, always, if any members of the board would like to come on the podcast and talk about that, we will give them uh, a, they're welcome to a slot and we will um, be more than happy to to explore some of those issues. Uh, right. Well, before we go, we've got a nice little way to round off the podcast. Um, asked uh, another question asked uh, what, what are our most sort of memorable opening day games now obviously uh, this hopefully this season is going to be a memorable opening day game any of them stick out for you um in mind i mean ian you mentioned oldham last season that was probably a pretty memorable one for yourself i mean for me i was going to say oldham oldham was the one for me and that partly the reason was a it was that first away win for, for, for many many years but i think we easily forget that was the first game coming out of the pandemic so mm. Yeah. It felt very difficult. It felt, you know, we'd had a long time where we'd all been in our houses and, 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 you know, not been to any games, not really doing anything. So for very different reasons than a normal opening season game, that felt very different and it felt very special. And I remember meeting my mate Cy, you know, for a beer in, in Magic Rock Brewery in Huddersfield. It felt almost illicit, you know, it was, it was illicit, but joyful, you know, and it, fe- it felt, you know, We've all, we've all, you know, many of us went through very difficult times um, during those two years. So to come out of that and to feel like, you know, you were becoming part of humanity again and, and, and going along in that great sort of uh, ball of, uh, of bubble of sort of excitement and um, all that stuff going to a game felt it felt really special actually to me. So that that really sticks in the mind. You know, if you go back further for me, you know, you, you know, you go back right to the time when you know. 
when we reformed and I had to go and play like at Morton and the Marsh, you know, first game there or first game playing at Gloucester City, then coming back playing at playing at Summerton, you know, and then and then Spitty and then finally at Rodney. We've had, you know, we've had we've had five different grounds, haven't we? Which is unusual in terms of the history of the club. And and each one of the opening games for those seasons was special for different reasons. And and our history is really important. But for me, looking forward, you know, that one last year was great, just for different reasons from the from the maybe the normal football stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I have a sort of similar thing with the first um, first game back in the football league. Like it it felt such a momentous occasion. Uh, yeah, a home match. It wasn't the first game at Rodney Parade, but it was the first game in the football league. Four one win over over Accrington, I think it was, and it was such a glorious day as well. Because again, like. Yeah, you, know, you you get all these new players coming in, and even you know after a promotion season, obviously you know we're still sort of strengthening the squad, and you see that see the, the the side come out, play the way they did, go. I think they were you know, put us top of the league as well, obviously, um, and it was just sort of very much in dreamland. I just remember it just being such a gloriously sunny day as well, and despite, um, I mean, I don't care about this, but. Uh, Apparently, it's uh, quite contentious, particularly uh, in our WhatsApp group about the Amber Shorts. Oh God, don't <laughs> just... don't get him started. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a it was just such a great day. It was and and it really felt the start of a new uh, a new era uh, for for the club. And um, it's incredible that this is our our tenth season um, back in the football league. Such a long time ago now. Any any uh, any days for you that that stick uh, in the mind, Ed? I mean, I was struggling. I was trying to think back to opening day fixtures, and it just felt like one long, tedious game against Mansfield. Because didn't we have them for like two, <laughs> three seasons on the spin opening day? I mean, brilliant. Um, uh, looking back, back a little bit further, it wasn't a good memory, but I do remember in I think it was the start of the 2008-2009 season. Our opening day was at home to Wimbledon, and we had a huge crowd at Spitty Park of like two and a half thousand, and we got thumped four one. And although the the result was dreadful, actually, to have a big crowd in there and quite a good natured one uh, between you know two Phoenix sides was was quite a good thing to be part of. Yeah, the one's just coming to mind actually. If I can throw another win, and it was our first game back in their conference um, after we won one promotion, and it was away at Darlington. Bizarrely, at the that crazy Reynolds Arena, you know, that massive. Oh God, yeah, twenty five thousand seat albatross that was built by that safe cracker. Um, yeah. which replaced Feetums. And Feetums was a great little ground. I loved yeah. Feetums at, at Dalton. So I'd never been to the Reynolds Arena. It was our first game back in the conference. And, and it took about 500 up there. And I thought, wow, you know, all of a sudden, felt like we had a bit of traction, a bit of momentum. And, it was, you know, things, that's when you maybe felt that things were starting to, maybe we could dream that we could get back. Because I think prior to that, I was thinking, we're, you know, we're never going to get back. Do you know what I mean? But, but, that that was a day I thought, do you know what I mean? Got the fan base started to started to pick up. You're playing at this bizarre ground, <laughs> which is also a warning and a folly for you know for a lot of things. Um, but yeah, that 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 that's, that that game stuck out a little bit. I think we're get we're gonna we're gonna end it there. We're gonna pack up. But before we pack up, uh, have we got any shoutouts or beefs? Um, it's been probably a little. Little what well, yeah, we don't have any game time. We haven't had any game time to Ian to have any beefs, I'm sure. Oh, he's got two beefs. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna say no beefs, actually. I'm gonna say no beefs, but I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out um to the women's Euros, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. to do with. So I went um two weeks ago, I went to watch uh, I went down to Bramall Lane um in Sheffield to watch um Switzerland versus Holland. 
it was one of the most it was one of the most greatest joyous occasions sporting wise football wise that i've been to um it's absolutely brilliant the whole day in sheffield was magnificent um atmosphere was fantastic to see you know it was at that it was a record attendance for a for a grant for a game not involving the hosts at any euros um you know it's 22 and a half thousand bramble range pretty there's only one end where they just had the, the top tier of the, the way end wasn't full everything else was full 15 quid for the main grandstand so cheapest cheapest chips to get in and we're paying 25 quid at Sutton it was absolutely fantastic and it, it was a real eye-opener to me to say this is what football should be and um you know, shout out to everybody who was involved in that. It was brilliant. Yeah, good call. Yeah. I've, I've been disappointed to see some of the kind of gripes about the women's Euros, particularly from like fellow Newport County fans, you know, bemoaning the quality of it. And you think, Christ, you know, you if you watch County under like Peter Beadle, like why are you, <laughs> why are you grumbling about watching the women's Euros? It's, it's fine. You know, it's good competitive football. So, um, no, I agree. Yeah, any shout outs or boosts for you, Ed? I've got I've got one of each. So a shout out to uh, the most kind hearted man in Newport, uh, Jim Druitt, uh, who posts on the message board as up the port, who is once again organising a whip round for local food banks uh, in recognition of the tough times that many people are having at the moment. Um, so if you go to the We Are Exiles message board, then you'll see a thread on there called uh, Food Bank Help, which tells you how to donate um, or drop us a message if uh, if you're not sure. And we'll, we'll find a way to make sure that some money goes towards that. So well done, Jim. Um, I've got a slightly curious beef. Um, so one of the things that we we get doing this pod is we get asked by other clubs to answer questions from them as they preview games against us uh, ahead of the season and I was doing a questionnaire for one club the other day and they asked um, about our mascot and I had to explain that Newport County's mascot is a dog whose name is a pun on a 70s TV ventriloquist uh, dummy and a ground that we used to play in over a decade ago and it did occur to me that maybe it's now the time for Spitty the dog to go and live on a farm somewhere uh, and be replaced. Because if you're under 50, you don't remember who Spit the dog is. And if you're a kid watching County now, then you won't have ever been to Spitty Park. So maybe it's one for uh, Club Spitty and the Supporters Trust to consider, you know, hold a competition and come up with the best new mascot for Newport County. And um, yeah, let's perhaps allow Spitty the dog to retire because it feels like a bit of harking back to the past rather than looking to the future. He'll, uh, yeah, what are we going to do with this K9 uh, Newport County show, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any. Uh, no, actually, I do have one beef. It's a small beef. And I had it the last time I went to Sutton. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, you've got you've got a great new away stand. Apparently can't wait to see it. But yeah, come on. Print print your tickets on actual ticket uh, <laughs> ticket shape. I don't want a piece of A4. For 25 really? quid, for 25 oh, it's quid, so annoying. a golden ticket like um, <laughs> Charlie Bucket in the chocolate factory. You know, it, it, that's, that is poor show. Oh, but yeah, no, appreciate that. But yeah, no, shout out, I tell you what, shout out to the Newport County ticket office because I bought my tickets. They turn up the next day. It was incredible. So fair play to them. Um, right. Okay. We're going to leave it there. Uh, we've been waffling on for far too long. Um, We've been waffling on for so long that Reese has disappeared. So. Yeah, yeah. Reese has already said goodbye. But we are always pleased to um, hear any feedback. We've had plenty of feedback and plenty of questions. Actually, we didn't get to several of the questions. We ran out of time, to be honest. But um, yeah, we've got them on on file for for future weeks when we don't want to talk about uh, disappointing losses throughout throughout August. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, any feedback or suggestions on topics you might want to cover, do get in touch. It's 1912XLs on Twitter or 1912XL Podcast on Facebook. We do really appreciate all of your um, 
contributions it really um gives us food for thought um all that's left for me is to thank the panel very much and and thank you all for listening we'll be back with coverage um on the southern beat uh from sun uh, so we'll be back uh, probably next week and you'll hear it hear our dulcet tones but until then stay safe and keep it kept Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.